Hello, you animals. This is Alex from the Sidetrack Podcast, bringing you episode four. Uh, we're naming this one Space Sloth. Uh, my good friend Emilio, aka Space Sloth, a music producer, jumped on the mic and uh, wanted to talk about his new EP that he put out uh, back in February, available on iTunes and on SoundCloud under the uh, producer name Space Sloth. And uh, on there he has two songs, the first one being Big Oof and the second one being The Big Cheese, uh, my favorite, especially because it samples some Dexter's Laboratory uh clips in there which are fantastic uh but anyway he jumps on there it was such a blast and we talked about his music writing process him in the early days you know some of his worst shows and and how he came to be uh, what he is today and what he wants to continue to do um he also spat some fantastic knowledge on just defining yourself defining your mission statement which to me was 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 very inspiring and i hope you guys find some inspiration from it but uh episode four guys space sloth uh, make sure you go fo- uh, follow him on instagram he is under space sloth music and um thanks again for listening and uh enjoy the episode peace Sidetrack Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm your wee boy posing as a functioning member of society. <laughs> this is Patty to my right. And we have a special guest with us today. His name is Emilio, aka Space Sloth. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, he's a good buddy of mine. I've known him for a few years now. Way, way back. Yep. Fucking infancy. Infancy. Yep. 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 <laughs> the infancy of our 20s. Actually, yeah, <laughs> twins of the 20s. And then we got torn apart at the womb. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the and 20s. Yep. I got, we got torn. Because <laughs> I went into the 30s and then he's still in his 20s. Yeah. So. Funny yeah. how that works. It is. I don't like it. Yeah. It hurts. Like my back hurts now because yeah. of that. Because <laughs> of the 30s. Um, but we got you on here because you got some pretty big things happening for you. Um, you just... Or you're in the process of releasing an EP? So I just released uh, um, The Big Cheese, which is uh, I remixed. I took a, a Dexter's Lab sample and uh, you know threw that into the pre-drop. And just it just was a banger. I made it in like two days. And I was like, I have to drop this. This was like, you just had that feeling on that song and just had to get out. Um, and then I also have an EP. It's just a two-part EP. And that's how I'm going to do my releases. Um, I'm trying to tell like a story. Yeah. Um, so like one's going to be like a softer song and the other one's going to be, you know, a lot harder. So I, the two songs is a, it's a small warp and it's thick boy. Okay. And, uh, it, they're just hitters. Like I've been, I've been at it for a while and this is something, this is a sound that I've really like started to, you know, call my own and I'm, I'm loving it. Dude, it's really dope. It's kind of like that new style, um, that's been happening in EDM where mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, kind of on the harder side. Definitely on the abstract side, but yeah. I feel like it's still very approachable. 
Yeah. Uh, by people who are just kind of starting to get into EDM music yeah. and dubstep. It's so. it's a lot slower. It's still that uh, 150, 145 dubstep, but I mean, it's just a lot slower. I got the long sustained basses and it really, I'm trying to trip people out. I want to like take them on a, you know, take them on a fucking journey. Like, like they're playing a video game and they just won like a huge match and just take them through that whole experience. Yeah. I feel like if you, if you put it in the context of video games, yeah. um, uh, you would you really can understand the storytelling aspect yeah. of that song. So, yeah. um, but okay. So, so for those of you who don't know my boy, so uh, Emilio, you've been producing music to like seven years, seven years, solid seven years. Uh, huge into the EDM uh, scene. You've done some DJing here and there. Yeah. So I'm on my uh, I'm on my third year of DJing. Um, like legitimately I've been, I honestly was using virtual DJ on my laptop. The first time I fucking DJed a party, it was a, it was a definite fake it until you make it type thing. Like virtual DJ. What is that? It's just like a little tiny program. And like, you just press these hot keys and you're like uh, mixing sync button totally. That's on. what a lot like, of DJs do right now. Right? Yeah. Like, they start out on those. And no, I mean like at pool parties and stuff. On the, like virtual, they'll fake it, like you know what I mean. Oh yeah, they'll yeah. they'll just have like everything already pre-planned out, and yeah, like all they're doing is doing transitions and like having yeah. stage presence and stuff. Oh for sure. okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> like um, uh, Stephen Ganashi. Oh, he. I don't know him. I mean, he he doesn't take himself seriously. <laughs> he doesn't, and he's just on stage and he's just doing these like fist oh, pumping yeah. motions and like doing the. Worm. I know a lot of DJs. Yeah, like that, yeah, and like everyone's saying, like, dude, we love him, like. He doesn't take himself seriously. He's like, he's not like, he's a refreshing thing. Like in this world of all these DJs who are like, I'm, I'm badass, you know? Yeah. There, there, like, there is kind of like a snob factor that that can happen with that at, yeah. at times, right? So yeah. like when you kind of take yourself too serious. So I think uh, him I think- being on the complete opposite side of the of the yeah. spectrum kind of brings people like, okay, maybe we should like, yeah, you know, chill out, like. Yeah, it's just a different style, too. I mean, like, it, all these people who do, like, who are a little bit cockier, I mean, like, they've been working on their craft for, like, for, you know, years and years, and there's a lot of things underneath the iceberg that no one sees Yeah, um, from the stage, like, a lot of the hours. So it's it's kind of well-deserved, but, like, to see him is just like, ooh, this is something different. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, do you think, like, so he, he is being, like, well-received by, like, EDM uh, audiences? A lot of the audiences, definitely, and then the big names, too, say they have a lot of respect for him, and they're supporting him, too, yeah. so uh, it's, it's 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 fun to see that. I think there's there's something to that, because, like, he's, he's, I think the biggest thing with him is that he's genuine. Yeah. And he's not trying to be something that he's not. Yeah. So I think there's something... There's something to that. Yeah. And when you see the energy of somebody doing that, I mean, like, I mean, when you see me in my live streams, like when I'm DJing, it's just I people say I bob to it. And it's like the way that I do, it's just infectious. And that's what it should be like the way you're up there. Yes. It needs to be infectious like, yeah. to everybody. There are some really good um, uh, DJs who have that uh, stage present. Like who, who would you say like are some of your favorite DJs right now who just as far as stage presence goes? Stage presence, okay. Stage presence specifically, probably Hero Here, Bust. Hold on, real quick. I can help. You can actually adjust that however oh. you want that. So oh, you can no. sit back. Oh, and- I can stand up straight. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Nice and comfy. Now, oh, man. I'm all about comfort. Yep. That's part of the name, Space Law. Like, Space Law. I'm just a comfort. Like, I'm sleeping everywhere. Like, I hope, like, one day to be known for when I play a club, 
I like fall asleep in the green room after <laughs> just like taking a nap. Like I hope that's like what I'm known for. No drugs, no alcohol whatsoever. No. His 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 <laughs> his set was just so good. Yeah, he was in a in a state of tranquility. Yeah, he went to sleep. Yeah, just like Snorlax, just out cold. Like <laughs> fucking fucking fancies. You they're like, oh shit, I fucking get it. Oh, I get it totally. <laughs> I see I yeah. see and understand the universe. Everything makes sense now. <laughs> Imagine yeah. like everybody just passes out. <laughs> yeah. At your like set At or the, something. Everyone in like the VIP, like all on the couches, just like, oh gosh, it's so nice. <laughs> You're like someone's just like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't understand why they're like this. Like I thought they would have like I liked it. I like the show. You're like, yeah. no, no. This is what uh, this is what I was after. Yeah, no, this is totally uh, this is totally what I was going for. I get <laughs> rave reviews. People say it was the best sleep they've gotten in months. <laughs> you oh, gained back your sleep. Oh shit! He's <laughs> reinventing it. Reinventing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So who are these? Uh, so some of these DJs that you feel like have really good sp- stage presence. Well, I mean, like anybody who has that like comedic branding, like Dylan Francis, obviously, like he just like infectious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hero bust. He's like, he's one of the best at that. Mm-hmm. Who else would be that? And then Skrillex. I mean, he's a, just one of the most respected people in the game right now. And he just can silence a crowd. Yeah. Like at a whim. And like, he can just, his crowd control is just like bar none. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. He's been I've in the seen, game. I've seen Skrillex before. Have you? Yeah. In San Diego, like a long time ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I remember. What? I remember him at EDC and just it was when Ryan Dunn passed away and just he did a dedication to him and just silence like like, I mean EDC you know thousands of people at one stage and then just like everyone just quiet like you could hear a pin drop and it was just oh man stuff like that really gets me yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool um I haven't been enough to to enough shows like that to where I can say I've I've experienced that like I I feel like one of my favorite shows was Blau Oh yeah. I don't know if he's doing anything. Oh much. no, he is. is he, he released really? an album I think last year. And um and I was I was kind of skeptical of him because a lot of what I heard was um was remixes. Mm-hmm. And um that's a thing for me. I don't make a lot of remixes myself. I make mostly originals. Um just yeah. because that's how I am. I like to start from a key from scratch. Um but his but his original work, his album, I was really shocked. I, I was a little more open minded. I listened to the whole thing and I was like, Okay, I like this guy. Like I, yeah. I fucks with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I for sure uh came up on him on a uh Zed remix that he did. Mm-hmm. It was like a Zed song that I had actually never heard the right. original. Right. But I I can see how you could go down a rabbit hole and never come out of it if you're only doing remixes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're like, all right, well, like, I think you focus too much on other people's stuff. Absolutely. Other than yours. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that becomes um, the product of, you know, when people lose inspiration, they go listen to other people's work. I think that's like, it's yeah. not a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've learned is, you know, going through like your life events. Yeah. And um, seeing how things made you feel and trying to replicate that into a song. That's cool. Um, that will make it so it's, you know, you, it's your passion in there. It's going to be the energy that you, you know, kind of created. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get you used to saying, okay, if someone wants you to make a song for them and they say, okay, I want it to feel happy, uplifting, you know, I want it to feel that, you know, from your past experiences and, you know, creating from feelings, mm-hmm. you could do that. And then now you're not, you're um, keeping 
their creative flow and just being the passenger and helping them along and like guiding them through. It's kind of like the quest love effect. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like um, if you go that go about it that way, it makes you more adaptable to, to everything. Because like, because um, I never knew that. Like I never, uh, I've, I've had my try in, in, in songwriting. That shit is hard, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And like for the most part, I'd be like, I would just write something. I'm like, I just want it to sound like this. Yeah. To like this song that I like. Yeah. And that's when it sucks out. That well dries up very quick. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really dope. Yeah. Um, Cause then you have like another, uh, the same song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Do you, do you ever write stuff down? Like, let's say you're just going through some shit and you're like, I feel like this might be something that I could draw off of. Do you ever just write shit down? Yeah. Or you just- I, I have my notepad is filled out with um, a bunch of just little things, little excerpts. Um, and then I, I have, voice recordings of things that um i i think in my head right away and mm-hmm. i have to get it down and it mm-hmm. and it's just my voice and it's just making dubstep sounds and that's great i'll release it like of my just my voice making these sounds like after a while uh-huh. um when it you know becomes comedic and then people are just gonna be hearing that shit like <laughs> like all that shit like just just my voice and shit yeah but um but i take that and i render it into my in my daw uh, my workstation and I, you know, trace it mm-hmm. and I make those sounds after it. So I'm keeping the rhythm. So I'm jotting these rhythm things down in my head and on this or um, on my iPhone. Right. And then I upload them and then boom, it, it becomes life. It becomes, you know, that's really Yeah. Something that like a lot of people don't know about uh, making a a song like an EDM song is a lot of a lot of uh, producers will sit there and craft a synth which is like the noises that you guys hear in the songs mm-hmm. they'll they'll sit there and perfect it and fuck with it and tweak it until they get it to that yeah sound that they want so that's how you yeah. create your synths absolutely like, that's, that's amazing and then yeah that's another sound or songwriting technique is work starting from a sound you know starting with any sound you can go from the top to the bottom or you can even start with a vocal mm. and um you know working on that you can it's great because you can pick something to work on and you can be like all right this is what i'm gonna work on this week and then it comes to a song yeah and you're like okay i not only did i practice this week but i also you know i yielded something from it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's killing two birds with one stone yeah exactly that's super dope um okay so tell us a little bit about how you did get started how i did get started yeah. so uh, my first event was what was it was Avicii at um at the Aerospace Museum. What? Pat yeah. is a huge Avicii fan. Yeah. Really? Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Did I you mean, watch his Netflix special? I just did. Not not special. The the documentary. documentary, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. I couldn't finish it. I got to the last ten minutes and I'm like, oh, this is starting to get heart wrenching. Yeah. yeah. Um the way that sh- that, you know, documentary builds up, mm-hmm. like it starts off with day one or X amount of days, this many shows that he's done. Yeah. And you start to see how much it's wearing down on him. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that, that's a, that's a totally different, totally different topic. But like he, you know, he would he, drink just he, like get super wasted right before every show. Um, he couldn't handle like anxiety and like his, his stomach was really like, they kept giving him. he had some issue with his stomach. I forget what it was, but they kept giving him pain medication. Oh, right. And he had to, it was either get through the show with the pain medication or deal with the pain. And then with that, he was kept getting thrown around with different um, medication. Uh, and then it just was, you know, after that, he just 
been on he was addicted pretty much and mm-hmm. just you know really bad you know i when i saw him the show i was talking about yeah on like, the brighter note here, yeah he right was, he was like 20 yeah. 20 years old i mean he was like two years younger than me a year wow. younger than me and, and or no same age and when i saw him at my, like you know at that age doing what he loved and you know up there making you know playing bangers and mm-hmm. you know moving a crowd and i was in this aerospace museum it was just a really like intimate setting oh yeah i think dash berlin played after him oh i love love him too it it was like the best (laughs) that's a good show yeah it was a great show and then you're walking around you're looking at aerospace shit like and i'm a nerd and just that whole combination just i thought like if he can do it i can do it type thing like if people are up there like at that age you know doing it and i mean now i mean you have these because the resources are so accessible you have 14 year olds that are making bangers Mm -hmm. like you have people my age that are worried about you know soundproofing their room and they have this 14 year old kid who's again making bangers on a laptop and headphones like it's, yeah it's super you know, awesome you got to focus on on just doing it type thing yeah 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 mm-hmm. um here baby oh, we actually we uh, wrote yeah. down some songs for you or some not songs but some <laughs> some questions for you so Ooh, um, i love it yes uh, Let's go. okay well i want to know how long it takes you to make one song like so uh, one song i've uh i've broken it down into a week and uh-huh. then after that, it goes through this like kind of washing phase of like, okay, I'm going to monitor it for another like two weeks or uh-huh. pretty much as long as I need to. Yeah. Um, but I stop my project at 20 hours working time. And uh-huh. then if oh. it's not done then, then I put it on the shelf and then it's just something I work on later. Uh, so, so you move on to the unless next. you like super love it or something right? exactly unless yeah. i will unless i get feedback from it that says okay this is good to release i think having a team behind you that really knows their stuff and someone you can feedback off of that's mm-hmm. extremely important but i mean my uh uh the big cheese was like 10 hours and wow like if you can get it down that quick that's the key, because the more familiar familiar you are with your song, the better you're going to think it is. Mm-hmm. So if I spend 20 hours, I'm going to be like, yo, this is fire, because I've listened to it, and I know the next thing that's going to come, because mm-hmm. I've worked on it you know, repeatedly so long. Okay. So the best thing to do is, when you think you're done, so let's say if I reach the 10 hours, 20 hours, and I'm like starting to feel burnt out, I shut it off, I go to sleep. I listen to nothing else in between it. But then when I wake up, I listen to that song. And oh, I, I like a, that. I have a fresh mind. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so many times where I'm like, there's an error, there's an error, there's an error. Like, cause oh, you're shit. not, cause when you know it, you're already going to, you know, move Bob and weave to it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. if you, not, you kind of overlook things yeah. cause you, cause you're, you're mentally exhausted. Exactly. Like, it's just like when you're working on a project and you're just trying to get that shit done. Yeah. And, um, and then you you kind of overlook shit because you're just like ah like I'll, uh, I yeah. just want to be done yeah All right yeah. so um and that I feel like that could even happen to you like with something that you love yeah so. okay and and to, and to piggyback off that a lot of um, artists you know any artists that are listening right now um, that are making these EPs that are like twelve songs long mm. like you gotta just give yourself time to like make the song like do do instead of doing like an EP of twelve songs in in a, in a year mm-hmm. do like focus on one song and then release it and then do like two months or three months until you release your next song and do one at a time or two at a time. So that way you can spend that a, you can financially spend the money on releasing it, you know, and on promos and on advertising and everything like that. 
And then you can also have time to let it go through that digestion stage and let it kind of, you know, settle and yeah. Yeah. Make it a masterpiece. That's kind of like the, the name of the game nowadays, uh, Mm -hmm. with, with releasing music, it's changed up. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like childish Gambino. Uh, he, that that summer two pack that he came out with yes oh, yes incredible yes. and they were just each song was just perfection you can tell he took his time on these songs yeah and and i was i was good yeah you're you're like i'm, I'm chill this is great no take another year to yeah. release a whole album i <laughs> yeah. don't care yeah. Yeah. yeah take your time well so. you know what we were talking about the other day was that um you kind of hate that a lot of artists are now they release their album and then like the 12 songs that they have there's only like one good song there and then alex is like i hate i hate it because back then you would listen to the whole album yeah and every song was so good right like you would just repeat that album over and over and now nobody does that you know yeah we got into like this weird era uh of like uh record labels just pressuring the artists like you got no you you are on a six album contract and you need yeah. to it's been three years and you need to release something yeah which takes away from the joy well it's also the spotify um you know the, well no the streaming era mm. and streaming really took away from the album you when you had the agenda of these record labels being okay you need to make a banging album and it needs to be a full work of art and this is how you make a full work of art mm-hmm. you know by doing a 12 song album that flows from beginning to end right now with the streaming no one the attention span of people has gone so short yeah. that like you go and no one's like okay i just listened to you know this first part of you know logic's album now i want to go listen to childish gambino like or i want to you know mm-hmm. i, I want to switch up the styles i don't want to listen to the same style over you know great name drops by the way yeah, yeah you know i've <laughs> been listening to that lately just to get you know away from edm yeah and kind of get my mind fresh but um but yeah i mean you, you gotta just you gotta release these single ones because for streaming people want to just hear a three minute snippet of what you can do okay and then i i think this transitions into um a good question this um what um when you were first get, getting started and you were doing your little uh dj what was it the virtual dj virtual dj yeah okay so you were what kind of parties or events were you were you djing just friends that like had birthdays um anyone who just wanted to have a party at their house like mm. it was just like little college parties like 20 to 30 people yeah 20 okay. to 30 people um i did a pool party that was my oh that was my favorite um another buddy alex he mm. uh he threw it and just dude he it was just so chill it was just so chill vibes i think for that one i actually did have a controller it was a mixed deck and um and it was just i love pool parties i'll always play a pool party this girl right here too. I Same thing. Pool parties. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much. That's fun. where I saw like a VG pool party. Really? Yeah, in Vegas. In Vegas? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was it was I think it was like a rehab thing he was doing or the rehab uh, uh, residency. I think he did this one in Marquee. Marquee. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. If we're going to Vegas, like somehow Patty is always up on what are the greatest shows to go. So if I'm going yeah. with her, I'm like I know it's gonna like be I seen yeah. Cascade like three days that weekend. Yeah. Like three times like really? yeah because i i love cascade yeah, oh, like he's yeah. my favorite yeah. so i would always see him in vegas like every time i go i'm, I'm like cascade's gonna be there yeah what yeah. day is he playing uh, i'm gonna go that day yep. yeah, that's what i do <laughs> I oh think- he has three shows okay great going to all three <laughs> got it and my favorite was when i went for my buddy's um buddy's bachelor party and we went to 
we went and saw Jaws, and then we left Jaws and went to Dylan Francis at um, at the same. It, I forget which one it was, but it was the nightclub, and the one that we saw Jaws at was at the, like the pool party mm-hmm. club. And when we saw Dylan, and then Jaws goes on stage, and the next thing you know, they're doing the back to back, and then out of nowhere comes fucking Valentino Khan. And oh. his mustache have an ass, and he's just like they're all just throwing bangers down, and it's just like, <laughs> is this this like what they do when they have all residencies? Like they just all are like, yo, I'm gonna come to your set and kick it and, and just fucking crash it. Yeah, dude, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna order pizza. You're like, dude, it's just, they're just fucking around, just living the life, and I love it. I love seeing that. <laughs> That's so dope. Yeah. That's super dope, and it, and it's uh, it almost sounds like the kind of like the stand up comedy yeah uh world where they're just like at a at a at a club and they just. They be doing set yeah. like Dave Chappelle can just show up and you're just like what, what dude? like I was just here to see fucking like I don't know someone small dude like yeah. Mike Tyson's like right over here like <laughs> yeah did, did he that's, come to see Shaq like <laughs> so dope that's super dope uh-huh. yeah that's funny I think I have another question look at this She's oh yeah, so yeah. Prepared. Oh, I love the notepad yes do you hate that people connect drugs with the music that kind of music that certain music um ooh. That's a heavy hitter question always for, and I've heard that a lot at a lot of the master classes and different classes that I go to. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just stay safe. Just honestly, like, just, mm-hmm. just stay safe. Just you know, like, whatever, <laughs> like, like, like solid. I'm gonna advice. give you the advice that you know a cop would give you. You know, the ones that are at like the events and just know that what you're doing. But mm-hmm. you know, they just just stay safe and. You know, just hydrate the sa- just the safety for everyone. You know, experimentation's like cool, but like, don't like, don't you know, don't, don't die, har- don't harm yourself. And then, and then, you know, if uh, so, I guess to answer the question, am I mad that it's associated? A little bit. Um, you know, I've I've loved going to events completely sober. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it's probably my I mean my favorite thing. Since that's probably one of the biggest things that has attributed to my you know traction that's happening with space sloth is when i started going to shows completely sober and you know really analyzing what's going on and it's just honestly market research but i I still love to go i still dance like a motherfucker and i still get down and if it's a bass show i'm gonna be in the pits but i'm gonna be watching and i'm gonna be taking note of what's going on i think i've done one show too completely sober and i don't do drugs by the way but uh Like that was my favorite time yeah. that I went. I yeah, don't, yeah, it was just funner. I don't the know. music yeah. is just good. Like, yeah, it, just, it hits you. Like, yeah. it doesn't you know? The so I couldn't understand that because like I've always kind of associated um, EDM or shows with like partying, like yeah. going to like a club, and I'm like, yeah, when I go to a club, I get fucking wasted. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The one time I finally understood it was when I took Patty to a punk rock show out in LA mm-hmm. uh, AFI old oh. man oh great all right oh, yeah, dude, that's why I started man and Patty was like grabbing grabbing a beer whatever she's chilling no, mm-hmm. no judgment here a little yeah. bit whatever <laughs> no, I'm just kidding uh and she was like hey you're not gonna come and get a drink with me I was like no and it was like no question no yeah. like second thought I was like no I don't drink at shows yeah. I was like oh I think what I understand what Patty meant by that it's literally I'm just here for the crowd. I'm here for the for the for the music, yeah. and for the kind of connection that you get with the people yeah. uh, in the audience, singing along with them. Right. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Like, so it, it's definitely and one of my favorite quotes. Went to the uh, Quicks Masterclass that JBL put on. Um, my boy uh, Shishi puts it on, and um, 
someone asked him, they're like, how do you take into account, you know, mental health when you're producing, you're on the road, you're traveling, all this stuff. And his answer was like the best answer that, um, that I ever heard. And he just smiled and he, he looks at everyone and he's like, well, I, I don't drink poison when I'm working <laughs> and you know, when I'm working and on the road, I just, I don't do drugs. I don't do anything. I'm working. I'm, you know, it's keeping a steady mindset. And that, that really gives me hope because, you know, yeah, it's associated with drugs and you know, some people associate the scene with drugs and yeah, there has been a stint. There's has been deaths, but when you have, the guys who are playing the bangers, the idols on the stage that are good role models. That's really, that's really good to see. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's super dope. Um, so in your humble beginnings, um, what was the worst show you've ever played? Oh man. Um, let's see. It was probably my first. Yeah. It was definitely my first. Why was it your worst? I mean, I, just made a fool. I had no idea what was going on. Like I had no idea, like etiquette. Like I just played bangers. Like things didn't match. Like, Oh shit. It was the worst, but there was a, there was a blessing in disguise or silver lining. I should say was everyone was just tore up. Oh, and no one could just under, no one could understand things. Like I remember <laughs> that I played something and it was a bootleg off Pete Tong's like radio show. <laughs> And there, and then in the thing it said Pete uh, Radio oh, yeah. One Pete Tong, and then they're oh, like, oh, like how they like they play it, yeah, on there like in like an echo Pete wrong, or yeah, whatever. and they're like, and people are like, dude, is this Pete Tong? Like they're messed up. Are you heard, just playing the radio, bro? Yeah. Like, dude, do you have your laptop hooked up to Sirius XM? Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? That's so great. Yeah, well, are you dancing? It's bangers, dog. <laughs> And then, oh, and here, here it gets worse. And then I remember, like, I just was so enveloped in this, like, feeling of entertaining people that I used to, like, I used to glove I, with the with the light gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so I put on a really long song, and then I started gloving for people. Like, I just wanted to do everything. Like, it was just... <laughs> Your one-man show. It, it was, and it was, it was so much fun. But, like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, my God, that is extremely embarrassing. Like, You're like cringing. Yeah. Folks, he's, like, cringing in his chair. Yeah, right like, like, it's gold. Like, I, yeah. I will always remember that, and... I remember my cousin was there too. So it's like, it wasn't like no one was there. Like, I'm never going to hear about it for the rest of my life. Like my cousin, I'm going to hear about that shit. Like, oh, for the rest fuck. Of my life. you remember when you fucking started gloving? Like, hey, remember when you fucking sucked? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. That's, hilarious. that's fantastic. Um, but that's great. Like, cause I think that was your first show. And I think that's the craziest thing that you still like, no, no, I can improve from this. Yeah. Here are my mistakes, and I'm gonna do better yeah. from that. Uh, most people might be like, "Oh, uh, I guess I'm not good at this." Yeah, I guess I should not do this. Yeah, I, I should reassess my my uh, me and music. No, actually, you know that thought goes in a musician's head like every other day. Like you go from, "Damn, I make bangers too." I should rethink this. Yeah, like, I do that too with my yeah. business. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm always like, I don't know if this is the thing for me. Yeah, but Dude, then I'm pendulum. like. Oh my God, I'm doing something great, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy. I mean, businesses yeah. have ups and downs. And then when it's tied to your, like you, like the business is pretty much all run by you. Mm-hmm. You know, you think the downs are like your fault, but it's just business downs, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a good uh, uh, attitude to have towards it. Yeah. Um, 
because like yeah i'm like i'll be i'm along i'm there for the ride bro yeah like 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 i you're great like i don't understand yeah but i i guess i can't really i'm not as personally invested in it as right. she is right but i do understand that that concept of of uh like just again like you're so you put so much of yourself into it that right you're like Shh, what if it fails yeah like, yeah that, that fear like also drives you too so i think yeah. yeah i think that's good you have to be with that that's super dope man um okay what are some artists that you're listening to right now no mana right off top no mana no mana puts on a show puts on an experience like no no, i've ever seen i saw him live for the first time like a month ago um tech house really tech housey Mm -hmm. and he's like this huge gamer and that's great it just fits like with me and like that's probably that's one of the influences um listening to right now also virtual riot uh 12 um you know people like that that pretty much the disciple crew the never say die crew um but I have to say right now number one is no man i've heard his stuff since uh one up uh his first uh his first two song ep and i'm just like yep guaranteed yeah yeah from back in how long ago God, well, i don't remember when he first released it this was a while ago at least four years yeah <laughs> see renji knows what's up yeah renji uses fl he's and- on the <laughs> He uses yeah. FL Studio and we said that earlier. He's like, gang, gang. He's like, no man, a sh- <laughs> fucking squad, bro. Dude, squad, man. <laughs> Dude. He's like, let me hop on the mic. Jumps up on the oh, table. Man, let, me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what. Let me tell you a little about no man. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, you did mention to me um, that one of the biggest like uh, influencers for you, uh, as far as your music goes, is video, like just gaming. Yeah. General. Oh, totally. Um, uh, okay. One of my favorite tracks right now is literally the the lobby music of Apex. Oh, the lobby music? Yes. Okay. I, I agree with you. I think when you're dropping in, is it the same song when you're dropping oh, in? Oh, shit. The drop in, The drop in song is like my favorite. What? I 100,000% agree. I probably play the game just for the drop in music. Straight up. Like, I'm like, oh, God. And then I land and then like, I am no use to my team whatsoever. <laughs> it's such a hard game. Yeah. For for like like for me who was just like a, like a Halo 2 player yeah. and then like Call of Duty, I'm like, you know... T- t- five kills but 20 deaths yeah laid uh, <laughs> six claymores there's no None yeah worked. stepped on like two of them yeah <laughs> we'll have to respawn to <laughs> oh that's right fuck um <laughs> damn it <laughs> um well yeah apex is such a challenge for me because yeah. there's just some serious gamers on that shit yeah serious um, and hackers too there's a lot of hackers okay thank you yeah 100 percent. you think 100 oh i know I, I'm always like, when I'm playing Call of Duty, I'm always like, are they cheating? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely hackers confirmed. I uh, I was playing Apex and a guy literally like teleported across the map. Like he was over, he was over here, <laughs> like on like uh, right in front of me. And then like next thing you know, he was on the side of me. Yeah. Like teleporting side to side. So I couldn't hit him. And then instant headshot. And I'm like, excuse me. What controller do you have? Yeah. What, what how are you, how are you playing? <laughs> But other than Apex, which again, that's a great first-person shooter game. Great game. Uh, great soundtrack. What were some of the like the first soundtracks or like just games that were just like, 
yes, like I, I want to write a song off of this experience. Um, well, it wasn't really. Well, League of Legends was a huge one because that one, that one more inspires my mixes. Mm-hmm. Um, my my current mix on my uh, SoundCloud right now, um, um, sa- Sunday sessions. It's 40 minutes long, and that's about the length of a league match. Nice. Um, and it's just where it comes from is, is I build it up, like the tension of like, you know, you know, things start to rise and have a climax in the game, and I wanted to match that. So when I play, you know, that's what, you know, I could play it next to it, and it would, it would sound like perfect And if I streamed it too. That's cool. Um, that's super dope. And just the epic win from that, mm-hmm. um, that's like a feeling that I want to, you know, kind of resonate in my music. Yeah. And what really drives it is, is that, you know, before um, a studio session, I'll go and I'll game for like like half an hour, an hour, do a couple games. And it's just that like catharsis, like I'm not thinking about anything else. Like it kind of goes with that, like get everything off my mind. Yeah. And then I can just go in fresh and just like poop something on the thing, you know, computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Poop, poop out some, yeah. some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is something like, uh, like um, liberating about playing a video game is just like you're just focused on the task in front of you yeah and if your mind starts to wander about other shit oh shit headshot yeah gotta refocus yeah um specifically like pvp games yeah like actually focus you can't pause and be like oh i'm just gonna lay here for a second and digest the beef ribs that i just ate (laughs) can't do that no no you gotta go in there you gotta have some healthy carbs yeah healthy carbs some maybe some healthy fats (laughs) you know i don't know go to the fucking gym just, it helps your helps listener. your gaming. Listen, hurry, hurry up! <laughs> yeah, hurry just get up. there. Yeah. Do you mostly like to play like fighting games? Like, do you like to write a lot of your songs like towards like two like fighting games? Like, I'm talking about like is it, what, what do you call that style of 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 gameplay? Um, that's a MOBA. A MOBA. Um, League of Legends is a MOBA. Okay. Um, that's like I mean PVP. Yeah, so player versus player mm-hmm. is what I generally do. Sometimes you know I get super nerd mode and I go into World of Warcraft. Yes. I'll raid, do just like four hours with the boys. That's three. Funny. No, two two hours we raid for, and it's like this group of uh, people I met. They're out in uh, Perth, Perth Guild. Uh, we we stream every time we raid. It's just like is that in times. Australia? Yeah. Is that those people yeah. that you were oh, telling me? I love those guys. <laughs> See, video gaming connects people around the world. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Guys, yeah, we're, we're, we're close. And we, we raid. And just like, you know, good times. Good times with people. And then you zone out. And Reggie. Dude, like, the way he looks at you is just like pierces your soul. <laughs> now, you do have to be honest with you because this is something I would do. The moment you heard the Australian accent, you were just like, I'm also going to be Australian Dude. for the rest. <laughs> Thank you. People like Thank you. They, they were probably never going to meet. Yeah. And for the rest of this uh, relationship, yeah. We're, yeah. I'm Australian. I, I mean, uh, we met in the banking industry. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I worked somewhere where there was an influx of foreign people, I <laughs> became that foreign per- people person, per- people person. Um, so like, like on purple the, people eater. I'm a purple people eater. <laughs> yep, I'm a, I'm a New York Viking, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So with them, I'm like, it'll slowly slip out, and like, they, they're just like, dude, you're you're American, and they make fun of me for being American all the time, and like, I just get t- so much shit, and they're like, dude, stop, and it's just like, 
It's hilarious. That's fantastic. <laughs> Have you ever used like one of their vernaculars to like describe something and you're just, and they're just like, dude, you're, you're American. No, like, well, like I, I kind of let a couple slip from when I hear them. Uh, and, uh, and what was it? I heard one and I asked, I kind of let it slip with them and they're, they're cracked up, but it was, it was, um, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> that's, that's an expression they it's, use uh, from apparently. Um, <laughs> What does it mean? But it's like it's like if you like if you right now if you would ask me like hey you want you want a glass of whiskey or you want to you know something you know if you want to turn it up or something and I'm like well I'm not here to fuck spiders and it's like apparently like I'm not like you know you fucking better like let's go like you know it's my favorite term now well I didn't just come here just to come Is yeah that exactly yeah. Like, I'm like like what do you think like I get what do you it think, yeah, like, that's okay. some that's some Australian hick shit yeah, right there yeah. I mean I love it it's my shit. Can you say space sloth like you did in that little, little... Sp- spice sloth? I don't what know that what accent. That was great. I don't. I think I was about to say sloth instead of space first, and I corrected myself. Space. <laughs> Where did you come up with? So you were telling me a little bit about yeah. uh, the name space sloth because you used to go by Ilio. Oh, okay, so I went by Ilio. Yeah, that was my project for a while, mm-hmm. um, and then that was like mostly house music. Then I was like, I'm gonna switch it up. Like I've learned a lot. I you know love bass music. This is my shit. Um, when I met you, you had already been doing Ilio for a while, right? But you were starting to go into this, the abstract. Yes, I was going into the abstract. The more I learned, and the more I could not uh, stick to structure and kind of do my own thing, sound design and you know, rhythm wise, um, I started doing that. And and I first was going to be um, like Dramillion. There was this weird name, and I was talking to you know my team, and they're like, you know just stick with space sloth. The, the logo was this, um, the space sloth I had, yeah. you know, the sloth astronaut, which there's, there's a story behind that. There's a story <laughs> behind the meme. You're, you're going to have to tell us this I'm story. Gonna, it's very important. It's okay. like everything's been built up to this. Yes. But, um, but they were like, you know, dude, space sloth, like, you know, it really, you can, you can portray like, you know, your slothiness <laughs> more by just doing that. And then, I got a logo for it. And it's he just is kind of slothy. Dude, I am extremely slothy. Like anybody, <laughs> any one of my friends will tell you that I have fallen asleep at multiple parties. <laughs> I used to have a Ford Expedition that had a bed in the back of my car. So I could be like, hey, oh hey guys, I'm going to bed. And they're like, you're not fucking spending the night here. Like, I don't know you. I'm like, nah, dog. I'm out in front. Like, I'm parked out. Sidewalk's free. No. <laughs> and, uh, and, and just like anyone will tell you that. And, uh, and. That's just how it came about, but the the slostronaut meme, mm-hmm. I guess it was a prank for a while, and I want to bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's going into your house or going into either your house or somebody's house and taking one of their frames or picture frames and replacing it with the slostronaut picture. That's amazing. Um, and you do that, and I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do like some contest where like if people like post it, you know, post a picture of like them replacing. A, a family portrait and like putting it up on like a family wall of like this astronaut. That's we're, sick. We're gonna have to do that. Yeah, we're doing. That. We're we'll we'll help you get it started. Good. Yes. <laughs> let's go. I'm gonna do something. Let's do that. We'll collaborate on that. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. So you you actually went out and done this before? Not yet. Not no, yet. I'm gonna, okay. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kick it off and I'm gonna do it to probably my mom. That's great. Uh, replace one of like like my baby pictures with like the astronaut, <laughs> yes. and I'm gonna look at him and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that's me. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> and she's gonna trip out, and just gotta just gotta go with it. But just like yeah, I'll exactly. do it at my mom's house. Like yeah. Oh yeah, that's the first. Love one. it. I'm Love gonna it. do it with her wedding picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Just trip her. Just and don't say a word. Just wait until she says something exactly. to us. I'm gonna be like, "Mom, you look nice here." <laughs> Bonus points for photoshopped. Anyone out there? If you do it like. And it's like a family portrait and you Photoshop like this lost or not on everybody. Like that's just bonus points. Oh my God. Straight yes. up. Like if you I know do a little Photoshop. Oh shit. <laughs> it's going to get real. Yes. That's love great. It. Love it. Yeah. So that's kind of where it came about. Yeah. And just it, it, everything kind of came together. I mean, like when you, when you, when you feel something and this is going to like cheese alert, like this is going to sound really cheesy, but like things start like when something's going right the universe tells you like yeah you know like when i started this space law thing and when i started it right like not with the dramillion name when i did it as space law literally everything started coming together i started making better music my mm. mindset was better everything was already planned out um i was more social like everything was just clicking because i think it was the confidence yeah behind it and then i was seeing more sloths everywhere merchandise um like stuff sloth stuffed animals like yeah. sloth phone charging thingies like i have now everything like people have been hooking it up and giving me like sloth shit like that's so <laughs> great and i love it like, like <laughs> it's just i feel it and, and that kind of like call and response like between like you and like people who um are sending you this shit because they're loving what you're doing it's just that uh that's why i'm doing it like it's so feels so good so do you think also like it it everything kind of started falling together because you had you, you kind of defined yourself you had a clear definition of of you and why that name uh absolutely like connects with you i sat down and um and i worked with a guy named uh, alex defire and uh and um jackson goes by ax or um yeah axon and they said to really to write down like who you are everything about you and get this mission statement done first and and you know really define yourself and um and everything will fall into place after that. And that really stuck with me. And, That's crazy. Um, you know, um, just did that. And then you don't think about that on the road, you know, when you're making music and you're not thinking about, okay, so what direction am I going? Like what, you know, what, what is this going to feel like now? Everything has a premise and now everything has a, you know, structure. And it's like running a business. You want to start with your white paper and you want to get that down first. You Damn. Know? Dude, that's like you're laying down some fucking knowledge, bro. I think that's that's really uh, a useful piece of advice uh, because how many times have you gotten a new position in a job? Like we can even just apply it, not even to creating art, but like mm. just life. Got a new position in a job. You're like, what kind of this do I want to be? And if you don't define that early on, yeah, you're going to stumble through it. Right. And uh some people are going to stumble through and they're going to figure it out, right. but some people never do. Right. And right. and it's kind of like an unfinished thing. Like if you're not quick on your feet, like I'm not exactly quick on my feet. I'm sloth. And yeah, yeah exactly. See, sloth. And I had to prepare. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Everything. Every fucking thing. Like it's like, it's, it's like who I am. And fucking, I've met people who after, you know, like after the space sloth thing and I've met up with them and mm -hmm. like who've liked my music and they're like, we, we get it. <laughs> you yeah. totally get it <laughs> dude well thank you so much for jumping on this dude, um, thank you again this is my boy Emilio Space Sloth um, why don't you throw a little plug out for the people tell them where they can find you where they can find uh, your music and, and just you know whatever yeah, you want to share yeah, first and foremost yeah thank you for having me like love you guys um, you know you can too, find man. me on a, a you know Space Sloth music for you know Twitter Instagram Facebook all that shit 
And then uh, if you want to listen, um, Spotify, Apple, pretty much everywhere, um, you know, tons of stuff coming out, you know, check my Instagram. I'll be releasing shit randomly, um, (laughs) you know, randomly for that. And then just, you know, special gifts for people who join the emailing list. Like I'm just throwing a bunch of shit out there. So check me out. Um, Would love, love for you to drop me a DM what you want to hear and, you know, love to hear from you guys. Hell yeah. Um, Our gaming guru, Khan. Might have to have him reach out to you because he has a, a Twitch feed. Definitely. So uh, Definitely. he's like, "Oh shit!" Because I showed him ch- the the big cheese. Yeah. And he was like, "Dude, ask him if he uh, can do like a theme song for me." And I yeah. was like, "I'll fucking yeah, I'll hook you guys up." Yeah, Hell man. Yeah. Con, what's good? Let's go, baby. <laughs> let's work. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is the Sidetrack Podcast. Thanks for joining us, you animals. And uh, you got anything else you want to say? Oh, our plug. Uh, you can find us uh, on Instagram at HSTSC33, uh, Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chambers. We're on Vero, Hidden Shadows Production. Um, and then, of course, tell your friends if you like the show, spread spread the word, uh, build the army. Um, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much all your podcast apps. And uh, thanks for listening. Oh. It was a space loss flying by. Should have been.